Welcome to today's audio podcast from the Church at Bushland. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of the Church at Bushland and would like to enjoy more resources and weekly updates, we hope you will visit our website at thechurchatbushland.com or download our app for both iOS and Android devices by searching for The Church at Bushland. We'd love to know how this ministry is touching your life. Please take a moment to let us know by emailing us at media at thechurchatbushland.com. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so by visiting thechurchatbushland.com. I haven't been up here in a while, four weeks, so bless y'all's heart. I hope y'all ate a good breakfast. I'm just kidding. I won't be that long. But uh, so back to school. I know Amarillo and some other schools start at Wednesday. Bushland starts in the morning. But this whole message is kind of around the start of school. Start of school is a a neat time. You got to know what to wear on the first day. Amen? Everything new, got it laid out. New shoes, shorts, pants, whatever, dress, skirt, whatever. I mean, you got to be dolled up. And then mom and dad make the breakfast, man, the breakfast, amen? And then you can't get out of the house without mom taking those pictures. And you know before you get home from school, everybody has seen them, okay? And what I love about the first day of school is you get the, you look good, everybody's up early, you get the breakfast, you get the pictures, everybody loves each other, it's like, you're beautiful, I know you're the greatest mom, you're the greatest dad, I love you. By Halloween, dude, it's totally different. <laughs> Come on. Mom, we don't have any milk. Drink orange juice. We don't have any orange juice. Drink water. Jesus drank water. <laughs> we don't have nothing for breakfast. That was a Pop-Tart. That's not a Pop-Tart. It was... It was, don't be late, get in the car. Well, I don't know if I match. That's close enough. Just tell them your mom's out of town, your dad dressed you. They'll understand, okay? They'll understand. Totally not the same environment by Halloween. I'm just telling you. I know some of y'all are like, that's not us. And some of y'all are like, He's, is he living in our house? I don't, okay? But I'm just telling you, that's how it is. But first day of school is awesome. Now, first day of school also brings up some interesting things because, you, you got to go to class, and, and they call row. Mm. Man, if you have one of those names, you understand, right? <laughs> have y'all met some of the people on our staff? I don't think you've met everybody on our staff. Have y'all met Danny? Have met Danny? Y'all need to meet Danny. Have y'all met Sarah? Y'all haven't met Sarah yet, have you? Robert? Have y'all met Robert? Y'all like, we don't have people on our staff named that. Oh, oh yeah, we do. I sign their checks. I know exactly what their legal name is, okay? So you got to track down who I'm talking about. It'll be fun, all right? But for me, I'm Jeffrey, mm, but I'm Jeff. So you always have that teacher. For me, it was a coach, eighth grade. Love coaches. I do. I love them. Eighth grade, calls wrote, Jeffrey? I'm like, um, sir, uh, that's, I go by Jeff. He says this. Okay, Jeffrey. Oh, that's such a coach. Amen. Y'all know the coaches? I'm like, oh, y'all build character, don't you? Coaches build character. I'm just telling you right now. I I had one of them coaches, all right? So I want you to turn your Bible to uh, 
First Chronicles chapter four. And I want you to see a guy named Jabez. Now I'm sure Jabez went to school. Oh Lord help him. He he wouldn't have had a good first day either. I want you to look at First Chronicles four, verse nine. First Chronicles four, verse nine. Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. His mother had named him Jabez, saying, I give birth to him in pain. Jabez cried out to God of Israel, Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me and keep me from harm so that you, so that I will be set free from pain. And God granted his request. You can imagine Jabez on the first day. Teacher's like, oh, dude, I got Jabez. His name means brings pain. Can't wait for these nine months to play out. I mean, he didn't start good, amen? He didn't start real good at all. He didn't have a good beginning. It's kind of like first day of school sometimes. When they say Jeffrey, and it's Jeff, and everybody around, Jeffrey. I'm like, say it again. <laughs> but, 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 we, we, but it happens to you. And Jabez wasn't much. I always thought that if you really want to have a spelling bee champion, national spelling bee champion, they spend too much time with other words. If they'll go to First Chronicles, you'll separate the men from the boys in a spelling bee. Have you looked at some of these names? These clans are tough, man. So, so right in the middle of all this, they just plugged this in about Jabez. Not a good beginning. So this is kind of what I want to take off from this. I have never, ever told what I'm about to tell you. Serious. I wasn't planning on telling this. I told my wife and my children, I told my wife Friday morning, I told my children Friday at dinner, Friday at dinner, never told the story. Um, and I'm going to try to do this without getting emotional, I, I promise. So I've shared with you before that my mom held me back in the second grade and that I repeated the second grade. In that second grade year, I, um, I didn't go with my classmates. I went into a little room with a little cubicle and they had this little TV and this little white ball would dance these words and I'd have to pronounce these words and this little lady next to me would say, uh, you did that right or you did that wrong and the, other, the second part was more common than the first. And so um, I stuttered extremely bad and I didn't read well and I couldn't spell to save my life. And so my mom made a decision that the school district did not make and that was to hold me back. And so uh, because of that, all my friends went to third grade. And so I was, that was second grade. Remember, I did not go with the rest of the kids to lunch or to recess. I went by myself and I ate with a group of ladies. There was five of them and I called them the hairnet ladies. Not disrespectfully, but that's all I knew, okay? Now, 
I need you to, I need you to understand something. There was one that I've never told anybody about. Little black lady. Her name was Alice. Um, she and I became buddies. She made my tray of food each day at the end of lunch and would bring it to the table. When I got to the cafeteria, I sat with Alice and the other four ladies. I didn't call her Alice. I called her Miss A. Miss A and I became very, very, very close. And when I sat down, I would say, hi, Miss A, and she'd say, how's my Jeff? Now, I need to tell you something. That doesn't sound like a big phrase, how's my Jeff? But when you're a kid that is struggling like I'm doing, and I'm not with my classmates, and I go to lunch by myself, that felt real good. And so this went on all second grade year. Hey, Miss A, how's my Jeff? Hey, Miss A, how's my Jeff? All the time. Third grade, same thing. I got back into the class. I got through the cafeteria line. She was always one of the five ladies. She would all, I would always say, hi, Miss A. She'd say, how's my Jeff doing? And that's what we did. Third grade goes by, fourth grade goes by, fifth grade. And that campus went to the fifth grade. Didn't go any further than the fifth grade. In the sixth grade, all three elementary campuses came together for one school, just a sixth grade campus. Looked good on paper, but I can tell you it didn't work good. <laughs> Bad. A lot of fights. All right, so uh, I was right in the middle of them. But um, not the point. Okay, so, so that was our deal. So I, I remember asking my mom, uh, I told her about Miss A through those times. And in, in, in fifth grade, I said, Mom, I wonder why... Um, well, no, I skipped one thing. Let me, let me say this. Let me back up. I got ahead of myself. Miss A and I, Miss A, how's my Jeff doing? Okay. As we went on in that relationship, she started saying these words to me. All right. She would say, um, God's got great things for you. Okay. Third grade, heard that all the time. Every time we'd see each other in the, in the, in the environment was right. Fourth grade, I heard the same thing. Fifth grade, I heard the same thing. Now, I want you to understand something. When, when, you're, when you're still stuttering in the fifth grade and people laugh at you and you hear, how's my Jeff and God's got great things for you, let me tell you, that, that is exactly what you need. <laughs> that felt really, really good to me. All right? So fifth grade, I told my mom, I wonder why Miss A always says God's got great things for you. And she says, well, Jeff... If you don't ask before the last day of school, the fifth grade, you're, you're never going to, you may not ever see her again, and you're going to go to the sixth grade. She's not at the sixth grade campus. That's way on the other side of town. So you better make sure you ask her. So all year long, I plan to do that. Gets to the last day of school, I still hadn't done it. So they make sack lunches for us in the cafeteria when you're fifth grade. You get your lunch, you go outside, and you get to play and run and scream and work on how you're going to terrorize your parents at when you get home for the summer. And so teachers just sit back and go, aren't they precious? They're great. Go see your parents. And so you run around, scream, act like a fool. So I remember going to my teacher and said, listen, I, I, I need to go back into the school. I got to go ask Miss A a question. Who's Miss A? Alice. She's, she's a cafeteria worker. La, la, la. Jeff, okay, you go straight in there. You ask her a question. You come right back out. I, I said, I promise I will. So I go in there. I said, hey, Miss A. She's in there cleaning pots. I said, hey, Miss A. She said, Jeff, what, what you doing? 
She said, hey, I got to ask you a question. For three years now, or four years, you've been telling me God's got great things for me. Why do you keep saying that to me? I'll never forget. She turns around. She takes her little arthritic little fingers, and she just pokes me three times, you know, Holy Spirit, you know, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, not really, but three times in the chest. (laughs) And she says, you were born to lead. You were born to lead. She was so serious. And man, I, I still get chills. I got very emotional telling my wife. I want you to understand something, what coincided with that fifth grade year. That was May. In October, I gave my life to Christ. She didn't go to my church. She goes to St. James Baptist Church. It lasts a long, long time, okay? <laughs> all right? I'm telling you, y'all are lucky people, all right? But, 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 but that was, that's the last thing she said. Sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade, ninth grade, among high school campus as a freshman. My best friend all through high school was a black guy. His name was Pepper, and my name was Salt. <laughs> Serious, amen? Signed my annual that way. Coach Thomas, my defensive signals on my stunts were Salt, and his was Pepper. That's, what we, that's how we did it. I didn't hardly know my name in high school. People call me Jeff. I don't even look at him first. They think I'm being disrespectful. Say Salt, I'm coming. Right? But that was our deal. So we show up for school, one freshman, it was after Christmas, I don't know the timing, but we go to school, and, and Pepper comes up to me and says, hey man, that little old lady next door to me, uh, she passed away this morning. I said, now you have to understand, Athens, Texas is divided by tracks. It is, all right? You live on that side of tracks, you have a different skin color, just telling you. I didn't know where Miss A lived. Didn't know. Never been to her house. I knew where Pepper lived. He said, that little old lady next to door to me passed away this morning. I said, really? He said, yeah, man, I got woke up, ambulance blinking, all that stuff. I said, uh, what was her name? He said, I, I think it was Alice. I said, what? He said, I think it was Alice. I said, Wow, so all day I'm thinking about this. So I go home, I tell my mom, I said, Mom, Pepper said a lady next door to him, a little lady next door to him named Alice passed away this morning. When the paper comes, will you please get the paper and, and look at it and tell me tomorrow when I come home from school if that's Miss A? So the paper came, my mom got it, it was her. It, it, it listed her name, it listed her employment as cafeteria worker at Bell Elementary. So I came home from school, my mom said, Jeff, uh, Miss A passed away. That, that's who that was. I said, Mom, you got, I got to go tomorrow. I got to go to the funeral. Two o'clock tomorrow, St. James Baptist Church. You got to get me out of school. I got to go. I got to go to that funeral. I got to go tell Miss A thank you. And she said, Jeff, I can't get you. I don't want to get you out of school. You need to be in school. Mom, I'm a straight A student. Not, not really. But you got to get, <laughs> you got, you got to get me out of school and I got to go to that funeral. And she said, okay, I'll check you out at one and we'll go to the funeral. Don't worry, when you go to a funeral at 2 o'clock at St. James Baptist Church, you never have to worry about checking back into school. 
just have to worry about dinner, okay? <laughs> so we went, so I'm sitting in the funeral, and, and, and so it's all over, and there's, they opened the casket for a viewing, and I told my mom, I said, Mom, I'm a freshman, I said, Mom, I, I, gotta, I need to go up there. She said, Jeff, we don't, we don't know anybody here, and I, don't, I need to get back to work, and uh, all that. and I said, please, I gotta go up there. She said, don't you just want to remember her the way you remembered her? And I said, Mom, I need to say thank you. I want to say thank you. And so she said, okay, so we get in line. We're going around the right. We start to turn. And when I got to that corner, the casket's here, when I got to that corner, I saw a little old man sitting on the front uh, with some family gathered around him, and he had a walker. And I said, I bet you that's her husband. Never met that man, never. So me and my mom come right here, and I lean over there, and I said, Miss A, thank you. Thank you for seeing something in a little boy that nobody else saw. And I got to almost done, and I felt somebody grab my hand. And it was him. And he said to me, I bet you're Jeff. Dude, I was like, wow. And he said this. She said you'd come. And she told me to tell you two things. And my mom's standing here, and she's like <laughs> crying. I'm crying. Like, I'm so glad my son made me come up here. And I was, she didn't tell me that yet. But, but <laughs> And he said this. He said, she told me to tell you you were born to lead. And the second thing is, see you later. Amen. If you have been to a funeral that I do, what do I say at the end? Doesn't mean goodbye, right? It means see you later. That's where that started. So I get done and I leave. Get back in the car. My mom leans over, grabs my hand. We're both still crying. She said, you don't know how bad I needed that. You don't know how bad I needed that. Because I'm going to tell you something. When my mom made that decision to hold me back, and all my friends went ahead of me, she had no guarantee that God would send an angel by the name of Alice. Alice worked in that cafeteria my first, second grade year, but I never saw her. Never saw her back there. Second time in second grade, we became buddies. And she spoke a prophetic word in the little bitty boy. And it still rings true today. And I know some of you get a little woozy and a little funny on this prophetic word and a word from God. But I'm just telling you right now, your pastor was spoken a word by a little angel named Alice. And it's still true today. Amen. Still true today. Amen. I did pretty good. I didn't get very emotional. So, so I want to ask you some questions. Number one is, am I seeing what God wants me to see? As a mom and a dad and as a student, are you seeing what God wants you to see? Am I responding the way God wants me to respond? 
You see, we're going to start school tomorrow. And some of you parents and some of you grandparents and maybe even some of you students are not really keen and happy about it because you may not have got the teacher for your student that you wanted. You may not have got in the class that you wanted. Your buddies may be in a different class that you want. But I want you to know something, that no time ever will your feet hit any part of this dirt that God hasn't ordained. And you may not have picked it all, but God did. God did. God knew that a little second grade boy needed an angel named Alice as a cafeteria worker to speak life into him and breathe confidence into him when he had none. She spoke a word over me that still rings true today at almost 52 years old. Your son, your daughter, your class was picked by God. Picked by God. Not by anything else, but picked by God. There is somebody that you don't know that God has ordained. Some of you don't know why your kid's in this class, but there's a mama in that class for you. And your life story is just what she needs. There's a dad in that class. And dad, your story is for that dad. There's a student that needs that teacher, that needs that lunch period. Well, my kid has a lunch period. Nobody's, none of their friends are in that lunch period. Give them a Twinkie. They'll be fine, all right? They'll be fine. God's got them there for a reason bigger than what you know. Bigger than what you know. Does my life say I trust God? Not does the word say that. Not does a song you sing do that. But does my life say I trust God? My mom knew I needed that. She said, Jeff, I had a peace that I did the right thing. But it wasn't until your ninth grade year at Miss A's funeral that I got confirmation and affirmation that I made the right decision. Trust God. When it doesn't look like God, trust God. When you don't understand, trust God. When you're scared, trust God. When you have fear, trust God. When it's not your plan, trust God. When you wish it would go away, trust God. Trust God. John 1.14 says this, And the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. The word becomes flesh every day in front of somebody. It's you. You're the word. I know he's referring to Jesus. But Jesus left us after he ascended to heaven to be the word for people to read. They're not all going to church, and most won't go to church until the Bible they read in you is worth their walking in. Because if all we do is talk church and talk all this stuff about Jesus and say, oh, trust God, trust God. Well, you don't. I watch your life. You're a freak. You're, you're a freak. 
You're always changing, trust God, trust God, trust God. You don't trust God. You manipulate circumstances to call it God. I, I watch you. You do just what I do. You do like everybody else does. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. The church today has got to be flesh word out there. That's what changed this world. This world's crazy. We live in protest America. It's embarrassing. Just flat out embarrassing. Everybody got a ribbon and now everybody wants their way. I'm sorry, you lost because your team stinks and you're not good either. Truth, you just got to tell them the truth sometimes. Your dad's coordinated, your mom's not, and you got your mom's gene. I'm sorry, but you, you just got to say it sometimes, man. I'm sorry. I love, God loves you too. He got a different plan, not slam dunking, okay? Sorry, all right? There, there's, a, there's a scripture that we all know. I want you to go to it. Proverbs 22, 6. Proverbs 22, 6. I'll read it. You follow with me. Proverbs 22, 6. Control a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not turn from it. Control a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not turn from it. Help me, Brett. That's fake news. That is not what the word says. Amen? That's not what the word says. But listen to me. We are controlling them so much that they'll never leave it. They won't. How do you think they become 33 and in your basement? <laughs> I'm sorry, you're like, that, my, my son's here, Jeff. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's it. We control them and they'll never leave it. Jesus is the, listen, our heavenly father is the father of all fathers when it comes to how to parent his children. He never, ever, ever controls you. Never. Never. Because if you control something, it won't know how to do something on its own. It will never know that. Never. It won't know how to get out of tough times, how to deal with problems, how to problem solve, how to push through, how to go when you don't want to go how to keep going and persevere. You control them so much they will never leave it. The correct way that scripture reads is this. Train a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not turn from the training. God's word will never come back void. You raise them up in the word, and they will not run from that word. They'll come back to that word. You said, man, it's on me ugly sometimes. I'm ugly right now. That's okay. You keep pushing the word in them. Pray it over them. Speak it over them. Walk them. Train them. That's what the Father does to us. He trains us. 
He trains us. Proverbs 3, 5 and 6. We love that scripture. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. In all of your ways. Psalm 23, one through three. Listen, we love this Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul and he guides me in the path of righteousness. Look what he does. He leads. There's times he's got to restore us. Look, there's times he guides us. You say, well, what about make you lay down? <laughs> make you lay down in green pastures is physical and spiritual. You need rest, but he'll feed you, man. That feels so right. You'd be a big old fat cow. I saw a cow out here the other day. He'd eaten so much, he laid down. He's laying down. While he's laying down, he's eating. <laughs> I sucker so fat, he can't stand up. He laid down and started eating. All right, dude, you should quit, all right? Hey, he'll fatten us up. He will guide you, lead you and restore you. As a parent, your job is to guide your child, lead your child. There'll be times you've got to restore your child. You've got to love on them and hug on them and say, honey, you're right where God wants you. Trust God. See what God wants you to do. Trust him, trust him, trust him, trust him. First Chronicles 4, 9, and 10. We read it earlier. I just want to say one little statement, and then we're done. Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. I want to tell you something. Some of us are going to have our territory widened in nine months. You don't realize you've been placed in such a divine place. You're there for a reason. You've been trusted with an enlarged territory. Some of you as parents and moms and dads, it may not be your child that's going to get the territory enlarged, but you. You're going to come in contact with other parents, with other mamas, with other daddies. And you've been divinely trusted with that territory. Divinely. That I would bless you, Lord, as you enlarge my territory. Mm, that's how you say that. God, that, you, that I would bless you. Not that you would bless me. No, you've blessed me. That I would bless you when you trust me with this large territory. This morning, I want you to know something. Your child, wherever they find themselves, your baby has an angel. They're sitting out there waiting on them. And your, your child is right where God wants them, right in the class, right with who they need to be with. They are on fertile ground that God has ordained. So are you. That we students, we parents, we grandparents, we moms and dads, we born again child of the kings, would bless the Lord as he enlarges our territory this school year. You have been commissioned for such a time as this, right where your feet land. May you see 
what God wants you to see. And may you respond like God wants you to respond. And most of all, may your life, may your life say, I trust God. I trust God. I'm going to ask you to stand. As we move to a time of invitation, I'm going to invite our uh, altar ministry team to make their way up. Worship team, come on up. I wanted to get the chance for the blood to just kind of flow back down to your toes. I want you to know something. God, God wanted me to share that story about Miss A because I believe there are people that needed that story. I do. There's an A for all of us. You might be that A or you might need that A. But I want you to trust God and look, look with your eyes to see what God is saying and doing. This altar time, if you just want to come and pray here at the altar, right where you're seated, for your student, for your family this school year, for your teacher, for the administration, whatever, you may just need to come here and say, God, I'm so sorry because my life has not said I trust you. And it will from this day forward. This, this is sacred time. This is safe time. You come as you need to come. These folks will pray over you. Altar's free. Or you can just worship. Raise the roof. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from the Church at Bushland. We exist to help people know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. We hope you will stay connected by following the ministry on Facebook and Instagram, by using the Church at Bushland, and on Twitter by using at TCA Bushland.